tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to head back to Chicago. Been some new developments out of Chicago, definitely with the Illinois chapter of the NAACP. So in this first development, you know, Illinois NAACP, you know, leader, Teresa Haley, I want you to hear, you know, what they caught her saying on zoom, you know, about the migrants. Teresa is very frustrated about all the migrants coming you know, to Chicago, but let's check out what she said here. Don't you agree to take that funding? In a recent Zoom call meeting with NAACP leaders from around the state, Illinois President Teresa Haley is answering a question from a participant when she begins talking about all the migrants coming to Chicago and how they are living on the streets and that black people have been in similar predicaments for a long time and no one cares. But these immigrants have come over here, they've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. They don't speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy. Governor J.B. Pritzker today denouncing those comments. Reprehensible remarks. Um, I would hope that uh, she would apologize for the remarks. Uh, I also think that people should recognize that immigrants to this country are um, all around us. Haley, reached by phone while on vacation in Dubai, denied making the comments. But when confronted about them being on video, suggested it was a fake saying, with AI, anything is possible. Childress also claims Haley's comments were taken out of context. These comments are not indicative of what the NAACP stands for. But again, I'm not going to speak on behalf of Teresa Haley and say she should or shouldn't resign or things like that. Now, what Teresa said with this situation, I'm not laughing at her comment about the migrants. I'm kind of laughing at what she said about AI. I say, boy, that's going to be the new thing. Everybody's saying, it ain't me. That's AI. That's deep fake. That's, I don't know what you're talking about. You know how the AI mimic voices. It wasn't me on the phone. That was AI. That wasn't me in that video. That was an AI video. Oh, people going to be using it all over the place and they're going to have to have to prove it's not AI. Because AI can't do that sort of thing these days. I'm not saying that's her case, but let me talk about that. What she said about black people being in similar conditions in Chicago and throughout America, she's 100% right. We have been in similar conditions and nobody cares. They don't care then, they don't care now. You know, Sister Vicky and I think Sister Mitra reported on black homeless people in Chicago having to sleep on the trains because they're trying to be warm. Chicago is a very, very cold city and that wind just cut through you. Chicago is a very, very cold city and no one should be homeless. I don't care who you are. No one. Right. But then let me say something to Teresa and anyone else who has a leadership position. It is not wise for us to be name calling. The reason why we should not be name calling is because it diminishes what we say. It's childish at best. And they're going to try to turn things around, especially on us when we start doing all the name calling. This is when you're going to start getting all the xenophobic comments and trying to lay everything about, you know, Oh, they, they just some right wingers. They're this, they're that. And we are addressing a legitimate concern. So we need to stay away from the name calling and just stick to what the issues are. The issues are they're coming to your city. 
The issues are your leaders are giving them your resources. The issue is a Democrat party has an open border policy. So address that. Stay away from that because it's not wise. We have to be always wise in all our dealings. Now, some people will probably say in the comments that they agree with her and all of that about even the name calling. Well, those people can say what they want in chats, but you have to understand when you have a platform, you have to just use a little wisdom because we can address things without doing that. Okay. But they also been another development outside of that. Another development, Mayor Brandon Johnson. Let's, let's get into that development. So Brandon Johnson has been, you know, going through it with the people and rightfully so he has not been handling this migrant crisis at all. Well, he still is towing the line for the Democrat party, but recently mayor Brandon Johnson done something. They say quietly, right? Quietly. So let's, let's get into what Brandon Johnson has been doing. So they say mayor Brandon Johnson's administration, they say it's quietly. We're going to file in lawsuits over what is described as rogue buses transporting migrants. It's an escalation. The mayor has coupled with an attempt to further crack down on the transportation companies and say the stepped up enforcement is the Johnson administration's latest effort to address the influx of new arrivals, which has begun um, and become one of the mayor's most vexing challenges. Say the care of more than 24,400 migrants who arrived in Chicago since August, 2022, has taken on heightened urgency as winter sets in and tested the limits of how welcoming the city can be. Now the city has filed 55 lawsuits since it implemented new rules about when and where buses can arrive in mid November. It said the law department said it said the lawsuits address 77 total buses accused of violating the rules and public records show at least some cases that say are seeking fines against the bus companies. Now the mayor's office spokesman, Casio Mendoza, they say in the statement characterized rogue and coordinated buses as endangering the lives of newly arriving migrants and said bus companies should be held accountable and said Chicago continues to welcome asylum seekers, but the city cannot safely and efficiently shelter migrants when bus companies contracted by the state of Texas flagrantly violate all safety measures that the city has put in place. So you filing lawsuits against the bus companies. Okay but you still have not gotten rid of that sanctuary city status. So, so basically Brandon Johnson, you have stepping. If you still a sanctuary city, then what's going to stop them from coming? What is it with you Democrats and this sanctuary city stuff? I don't get it because all the constituents in your city don't want it. They don't want it. This is why I told y'all we don't live in a democracy because democracy says, okay, if the people don't want it, let's put it up for a vote and we'll see. Is it yes. We're going to stay a sanctuary city or no. If it's no, it's it because that's what the citizens want. And I'm telling you based off of everything I'm seeing, the citizens, no matter what community they come from, do not want sanctuary city status. They do not want it whatsoever. But you know how Brandon Johnson, a Democrat says, Oh, our values, this and our values that right. So, so Brandon Johnson trying to so-called do something about it, but he won't fully do nothing about it. No, the first thing he was supposed to do was to say, 
Chicago is no longer the sanctuary city. Then after you say that, then you start going after the buses or you sue the state of Texas or whatever you're going to sue, right? About this bus situation and the migrants coming in. Now let's continue. It says city announced it would crack down on buses. It said mid November laying out rules when and where the buses can drop off migrants. Buses were capped at two per hour and say limited to drop offs between 8 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. It said the rules also require inner city buses to apply for approval from the city to drop off passengers. It said the Chicago Department of Transportation said it has not received any applications. It said the mayor's office is now seeking the ability to impound buses that don't follow the rules and find owners up to $3,000. It said Chicago police will write the citation it said Jeffrey Levine, a deputy corporation counsel for the city, told Alderman at a committee meeting Friday the city and say could also cite companies by mail if the bus information is captured on camera. And say the city approval process was designed to create predictability and orderliness as far as when such buses would be arriving in the city. And say adding harsher penalties is intended to encourage better compliance. And say Alderman advanced the harsher penalties Friday. They're saying they are pending final approval by the city council. And since May, 463 buses have arrived in Chicago, according to figures provided by the city. Say five buses arrived Thursday, and buses were also expected Friday. Say recent buses have dropped off passengers outside the city in places like Schiller Park, Rosemont, and Cicero, and around O'Hare International Airport, the mayor's office said. Say the mid November rules reflected the city's fast dwindling. They say capacity for thousands of new arrivals. They say city officials also said they would begin issuing notices to migrants at city run shelters to vacate the premises within 60 days. And they would, if they boost personnel at initial bus landing spots to help asylum seekers relocate out of the city. And say if they choose, say Johnson had begun efforts to build a camp close to house migrants and say in a heated winter tents, on a controversial Southwest side lot as if a governor JB Prisker's administration moved to scrap that plan as tension between Springfield and the city escalating. Now Prisker's office said the Illinois environmental protection agency review of a city environmental report of the site indicated concerns related to insufficient soil sampling and remediation. And it would take too long to do additional testing and remediation. So the state would not proceed with the camp. So they say the search for another camp, they say to house the migrants continues in the city. So Brandon Johnson is half stepping still. Let me tell you something. The Democrats, what are they going to do? The Democrats going to step up a little bit on these migrants because you have to understand you got like 11 months or so before the election. So they know a lot of people in the country right now is very upset about this migrant crisis. And this migrant crisis is a created crisis. This isn't something that just, oh man, it, it, we, we don't know how this happened. This was a created crisis because when the Trump administration was in office, we didn't have these problems. The moment Biden got in there, it became a free for all. Every month, you know, more than a quarter of a million people are crossing that border into this country, flooding this country with millions and millions of people and it's the Biden administration's fault. It is. The only one who's actually had some guts to say it was Mayor Eric Adams, right? And that's why he's on the bad list with them because he kept saying that. 
because Biden don't want nobody saying nothing. Then Biden's so cold, he don't even want to give money to the cities to take care of these people. He won't open borders, but he don't want to take give money to the cities. But he got money for war, though. He got money for all of that, but he ain't got money for these people that he's just letting in, in, into the, the cities and the taxpayers. That's, that's what happened. You have corruption and, and, and corporatized politicians who are ran by the corporations. Because these people that's coming in, which they're exploiting these people. They're exploiting them because they're putting them in a situation. They say, oh, you can come to America. You can work and you can have the American dream. Then they get over here. They can't work because they need work permits. They didn't tell them that to come over here. That they Look, when you get over here, you're not going to be able to work because you're not going to have a work permit for months. It may even take some years so you can get a permit. I promise you them people it wouldn't come if they knew they couldn't, they'd be sleeping on the street. It ain't no way those people came over here and thought in their mind, I'm going to be sleeping in a 30, 20 degree Chicago weather on the street in the windy city. Nobody told them people that nobody did. They lied to them people and told them you will come up here, get a job. You'll get a house, American dream. Oh, you're going to have such a great life. And they finding out something different. And this is why the migrants need to be telling the other migrants back in their homeland, hey, you probably want to stay over there because it is hard over here. The people mad with us, everybody, you know, they, they, we have just a problem because it's causing more and more tension. Then with the sister said earlier about them committing crimes, that's true. They're committing crimes. They're breaking into people's houses. That's true. That's being reported. New York, I did a whole report on that out of New York on the Black Congregation Channel. They're breaking into people's houses. They're they're robbing people. They're out here uh, uh, tricking on the streets, selling themselves. They're doing all, all it. And then what's that? What's that? New York State Senator Jessica Ramos calling it survival work. Their criminality is survival work. That's, that's what she calls it. Like talking about uh, on, the, on the stroll. On the blade. Yeah, that's survival work called the Jessica Ramos. But they are committing crimes. And in some of their homeland, tricking is legal in some of the, some of the places they come from. It's not illegal like it is here. Well, I'll say it illegal for some people, but illegal for others. Because let's call it what it is. All them, them Asian massage parlors and everybody and their mama know what go on in there. And yet they they be they they operating in plain sight, but, but let a, let a black, let some black people do the exact same thing. They'd be shut down tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Some people can get away with criminality and black folks sure can't. I mean, we, we not, like, you imagine that the, these people come to this country, traffic their, their people from their homeland to be doing something strange for some change in a massage parlor. We have never had some, some, some black folks from wherever they come from trafficking their own people in a massage parlor and tell them you got to do all this stuff, strange and some change to pay off a trip. Tell them, Oh, it's $40,000 for you to come here. Ain't no ticket. I don't care if you enroll first, cl- first class business class, no $40,000. They are, they are horrible for doing that to their people. They trafficking their own people in here and, 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 but they can get away with that. Right? So the migrants are here. They in the cold, they on the street. They have people saying that some of these places now are starting to look like Skid Row. They said they are, they are upset and rightfully so. If Brandon Johnson or Eric Adams or anybody else, if like I couldn't be the mayor, 
I couldn't. Because as you say, okay, Phil, what would you do if you was a mayor of Chicago or New York? The first thing I'm getting up on TV and I'm saying, hey, we're going to hold an election, a special election. And this election is going to have one question on the ballot. That's it. Do you want the city to stay a sanctuary city status? If you vote yes, then we're going to endure this migrant crisis because that's what you want. We're going to endure. We're going to take money away from your, your services. We're going to do everything we can to help the migrants because that's what you want. But if you vote no and you don't want sanctuary city status, then we're cutting off all resources to them and they, they got to go. They can go to the next city over out wherever they got to go, but they can't be here. They got to go. Matter of fact, I'm going to bust them to, 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 to uh, the white house. That's why I'm a bust them. Cause that's why all the resources are anyway, bust them to Congress, bust them over there. Go drop them off right over there where they at and let them take care of them. Cause we don't have no money for that over here. Our kids need money. Our seniors need money. Our roads, our bridges need to be fixed. We got so many different things in our city that we got to deal with. We don't have no time to be dealing with all that. We're not going to have our city looking like freaking skid row or looking like some enclave in San Francisco. And then y'all, I don't know if you remember that, how San Francisco cleaned up, the, cleaned up that mess when, when all them dignitaries came in there. Oh boy, that street was so clean. So they can move around in time to get good and ready. These politicians. But I think every city that's a sanctuary city, they should have an election and, 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 and that should be put on the ballot and let the people decide if they want to be a sanctuary city or not. It's just that simple. Because gone are the days where these politicians are just making decisions and the people have no say so. And if they think they're going to do that, then you need to vote them out and say, oh, we can't make a decision. Oh, you alderman. Oh, Brandon Johnson. Oh, y'all got to go. We are y'all say y'all want to save democracy. That's saving democracy. Y'all, we all are talking about saving democracy when it comes to Trump. Y'all not talking about saving democracy when it comes to these Democrats that's making all these decisions for you and you have no say so. None. And they tell you we're a sanctuary city. The people saying, no, we don't want that. We're this is our values. We are a sanctuary city. Y'all got to stop putting up with that crap. Get rid of all those politicians that that's not going to toe the line. That what the people say. They work for you. You're their boss. It's not the other way around that they're lord and master and you, you're the subjects. And that's how they act when they get in office. Not a single dime or your tax dollars should be going to illegal foreign nationals. It should not. They should go to, you know, hey, the Biden administration and them, they got a lot of land in America. They need to go build some, some migrant camps. If he want them that bad, go put them in Montana somewhere. Go put them in Wyoming. They got a lot of land up there. Go put them over there. Why they got to come to Chicago? Why they got to come to New York? Now they're trying to start sending them to Detroit. Why are you sending them to all these American cities? You're trying to send them in, paper them up, and push out black people and push black people out into the rural areas where they don't have certain amenities, etc. Or black people gonna have to commute an hour or so to go to work in the city or two hours to go to work in the city. This is what you want to do. 
And American citizens got to say, no, not on my tax dime. So, hey, if this candidate over here is going to get them, get it going and start getting them on out, then yes, you got to vote for the candidate that's going to get them on out. And the people got to stick to that. No, all this elite, this foreign aid. No, they said, if I just saw the report, inflation went up again in November, it went up again. So now your dollar is not what it was again, what it should be. And all this is, is, is Biden's policies, all of it, literally draining your pockets. It is ridiculous. When you go to the grocery store, it is Biden's policies. Then on top of that, the little tax dollars you do have is being drained. Everything with this administration is draining everything, draining your tax dollars, draining your personal pockets, just draining it, trying to literally break the middle class, break you no affordable housing anywhere. All these hedge funds bought up all the single, single, uh, uh, home family homes. So now you have a housing shortage and these politicians allowed it so-called Democrats supposed to be the, the party of regulations and they're not, they're not forcing these hedge funds to say, Hey, you got to get up off all them houses. Uh, uh-uh. uh, we got people, we got American citizens that need homes. If I had to be the president, it's going to be a few things I would do to solve the housing crisis, right? The first thing I would do is say, okay, I need to bring all the major builders that build homes to the white house. And I need to sit down with them. I'm going to say, look, we got a, a housing crisis and we need X amount of million homes built per year. We need that. So what do we need to do to help you do that? And we prepared to give you some major tax breaks. See, I'm the type of person to say, look, if you can solve the housing crisis with, listen, five years, you can be tax free five years. For five years, you build these houses. I'll give you five years tax free. You ain't got to pay a dime of tax. Help us solve this issue that we have. Number two, I would force all those hedge funds to get up off them houses, all of them, because you can't sit on them houses. Go invest in something else. The third thing I would do is say, okay, we got to take these interest rates back down to what they were during the Trump administration. Minimum 1%, 1% interest rates. And we got to stay there. So these people can buy these homes because they, y'all don't understand. The more people that rent is the reason why they keep raising it. If more people had single family homes, you can literally drop these rents back down to literally what it was when I was, uh, 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 a young man. It's not that hard to solve the problems in the United States. If you want to see Biden and the Democrats and them not trying to solve these problems. They're not trying the migrant situation. The border's closed. We, we done. We closed. No, we got enough. Uh, uh-uh. we can't be taken. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Not here. You can go, you got all them Latin American countries you can go to. You can't come here. That's what I would tell them. You passing up all them countries to come up here. No, there's not a free for all. And if you do come here for some reason, you're not getting a dime. You're not getting no assistance, no nothing. You're not getting anything. 
if I do let you in here, I, I'll give you a work permit. So immediately give you one. If, if you hear, came in here the right way, I'll give you one immediately. So you can go to work. Cause I don't want you just around here not working. So I'll let you do that. It's not hard to solve some of these problems. It's not hard. Reparations is not even hard. Just cut back all that foreign aid and start paying reparations. Not hard to do any of that. You're spending hundreds of billions of dollars a year already. You can keep that money in America. It's not hard to do any of this stuff. They just don't want to. They, they get off on creating a problem and then you go look to them to solve the problem and they tell you they're going to solve the problem, but they don't do nothing because if all the problems are solved, they feel like, well, there's no work for us to do at that point. So they love a problem. We as a, as a, as a people in the United States got to look at that. It's not hard to solve these problems. It's not, oh, it's so difficult. No, it's not. They have proven so many times it's not difficult to do anything. It's not difficult to, to, to solve crime. You can literally end crime tomorrow if you wanted to, and they know it. You talk about mass incarceration, they do that because they want to. Because if you take out all the people out of prison right now that had nonviolent offenses and say, listen, you're going to be on home confinement, like we were basically during the pandemic. Home confinement. Now, if you violate the term of your home confinement, then you're going to get sent to a jail. And then that, the whatever jail you're going to is going to be for nonviolent offenders. It's not going to be for you in there with a, a murderers and all that. It's so many different things that you can do to solve the problems. It's not that hard. Go to, go to Norway, which they won the best country. Their recidivism rate is so low that people go to the jail over there. They don't come back. You go study the ways they did it in Norway and just mimic it. So you can make people productive members of society. They, 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 all the problems we have, I'm telling you, is created by these politicians. I'm telling you that. The people is not really creating these problems. They like calamity in this country, obviously. That's why sometimes I'm like, bro, I got to get, I got to move around. I get sick and tired of this mess in this country, man. You know, I mean, like the, the like the migrant thing and all the foreign aid and all the wars and it, but American citizens are all struggling and suffering. It's on us as a, as a people in the United States to solve these problems. And the main thing you can do is remove these, you know, career politicians. We got to stop voting in career politicians. I don't care if it's a congressional black caucus. I don't care if it's the white politicians, the Asian ones, the Hispanic ones. No, it should not be no career politicians. Cause if, if you got a career politician, that means they haven't done anything. People got to stop being freaking lazy and actually get you behind out there and remove these people. You want to complain, but you send the same people back to, to Mitch McConnell. He, he, another one. Y'all talk about Biden. Look at him. He'd be almost about to, he zones out. Look like he about to pass out. Can't even do a news conference, but yeah, y'all still got that man up there. It's not, it's not just Biden. It's more than just Biden. Bernie Sanders. He's another one. He gets around pretty good, but come on. I mean, uh, Chuck Schumer, all that, that group, they, they need to go sit down at home with their grandkids. Instead of creating problems for the next generation that, that the next generation is going to suffer because of, because of these, these politicians, these silent generation and boomer politicians that won't relinquish power has created the problems because Biden, he created the problem with the migrants. He created this problem. And then our children and us going to have to deal with that for decades.
That's the issue and problem. That's why I say this next election, y'all got to really look at who's on that ballot in your, in your city, your state, etc. You really better look at that. And if it's a career politician, get them out. Biden, we already know who he ain't vote for him. That's the bottom line. Ain't no voting for Biden and definitely not with me. But we got to get these people moving around, man. I'm telling you, it, it's, we are in a whole crisis in this country, a crisis. Majority of you have been priced out of America, literally. And we have noticed this pricing out really started getting rapid in this Biden-Harris administration. Y'all get that man another eight, four years. Whoo, boy. The majority of America going to be homeless. Because you're not going to be able to afford to even stay. Or you're going to be staying 10, 12 people to a home. That's what's going to happen. Y'all better get that. Y'all better get out there and, and, and make sure Biden don't get in that election. Sister girl, uh, Representative Jasmine Crockett running around here being a sister girl for Biden. Talking about she's staying with him. You can be a sister girl all you want. Nobody voting for no dog on Biden. It's just that simple. You, you a new face and you going to sit up there and, and, and sacrifice your political career for Biden to be careful. Sister Jasmine, be careful for you get voted out. Cause black folks, they, 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 they not, they not taking too well to y'all, uh, uh, bullying and, sh- and shilling for Biden. Don't do that. Protect your own uh, future. But y'all have to think about that. These politicians created every problem that's going on in this country. Every problem. And it's going to be on the people to move them around and solve it.